0: Our next guest is, I would say, one of the most, um, it was the, the best small talk I've ever had before, <laughs> before an episode, that's for sure. But you can see her streaming on Twitch, um, commentating Melee and being a wonderful voice for all the, all the things that we need to talk about in the Melee scene. She has uh, graced our ears behind the mic, and is currently gracing our podcast behind the webcam. So, Chelly Toms, thank you for being here.
1: Oh, that was a nice little intro. Blessed. (laughs) Very nice. It's nice to hear people say nice things about you. Yeah. I know that's the point, but, like, (laughs) I understand that much.
0: Uh, What if I opened up with just a roast, with just an awful, like, terrible string? Every episode, just a string of terrible things and criticisms.
1: I honestly think, uh, with the guests that you've had on, because I've heard a couple of your podcasts. I heard the uh, the one with webs. I heard the one with uh, Ipengu. I think we could all take it. We're all pretty, we're pretty strong. <laughs> <That's true>. I, <laughs> I think we've got the 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 rhinoceros skin. So I'd be I'd be open to a roast.
0: All right, maybe maybe at the end. Maybe I'll start taking notes throughout, and we'll <laughs> we'll fit it in. Um, but thanks for coming on. We have never met, to my knowledge.
1: No, I don't um, think so. No
0: and um, from what i've seen i'm I'm a big fan of everything you're putting in your your stream is wonderful, your background, as I said, is full of personality <laughs> yes. and and color and love yeah. and um you are <laughs> you are uh, an iconic just huge melee stan um you just ooze passion for the game and it shows in everything you do so I guess to start off, I'd love to hear like your origin story like what got you into the game what was your first experience watching entering anything like that
1: so um funnily enough when i found out about smash i hated it (laughs) and the reason being was that um i'd never actually been a big gamer when i was younger um but i got into university uh studied like acting and stuff like that and um a group of people were like hey like tell do you want to come around we're going to start playing fighting games just for funsies and hang out I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So every Tuesday we'd play Street Fighter or Tekken or you know, someone was always bringing a new game. And uh, one of my friends, his Tiger's G, he was like, Oh, we should try out Smash. Like, I love Smash, Smash is great. I was like, I've never heard of it. Um, and he definitely knew how to wave dash, dash dance, all that good stuff. And I'd never touched the game before. I picked Mewtwo. Um, I got stomped need quite a lot, and I was like, this game sucks. I don't play this game, Tekken was better, like Smash mash is Eddie um (laughs) but he was like oh well, there's a documentary and i was like oh i'd be down to watch a documentary i'm like you know we don't always have to play i'm not that good so i'm down to watch them and we sat down uh three of us three of my friends and we watched the doc and i absolutely fell in love with it and i think we got to the ken episode and i would like to think of myself on a cocky end of things i do like to trash talk and i'm hyper competitive and then i saw ken who is also uh kind of cocky, hyper-competitive? And I was like, I'm playing Moth. <laughs> and I was like, Do people still do this? Do people still go to tournaments? Is this like still a thing? Because I was like enamored by the the fact that people would travel, and you know, there was a lot of like East Coast, West Coast, Coast pride. And I was like, Does that still exist? And they're like, Yeah. And I was like, We should go to some. And then uh, there was a UK tournament called A2, which was only a few hours drive away from us. Um, I was like we should go to this and we did and pretty much the rest is history i loved going to air two it's like one of my favorite tournaments this ever happened the series is amazing and yeah after that i was like oh well what's the next one what's what's happening there and then went to sweden for dreamhack winter 2015 and that was when the the bug came with watching people listening to people cheer going you know traveling the distance just for for that kind of thing Right. So that's where it
0: came from. <laughs> yeah. Much. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm a doc kid too. I mean, shout outs to all the doc kids out there. Um, I, I can't think of a better intro into, I mean, everything that the game has to offer from like the insights into the complexity of the actual game. And we could talk about the doc for hours, but shout outs, I think it's... <laughs> I think yeah, it's, for real. We're 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 getting to the point where all the doc kids are the next like veterans. Like as long as you're not two years or three years out, as long as it's like around that time, then...
1: We're so old now, because we, now we've got the meta kids, right? They're the new Duck kids, the meta kids that we're going to have.
0: Or the uh, um, the Ludwig kids, too, is going to be another Ludwig wave. The
1: Ludwig kids, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think, like, I would say that I'm a later Duck kid, because I started in 2000... I say started. I was introduced in, like, 2005. So I'm, like, one yep. of the slightly later ones as well. And I'm old in the community. Sure,
0: yeah. sure, yeah, I've been,
1: yeah. I've been around for ages, <laughs> so... So, yeah.
0: Right. Um, so I would I would be remiss if I didn't talk about your commentary a bit. Um, I'm curious what got you into that, and what like do you remember the first tournament set that you got on the mic for?
1: Yes. Um. It would have been Smash and Splash. Uh. Shout out to Shakespeare for giving me my little my little shot my little opportunity because nice. I would say in in the early days of me being in melee we didn't really have uh, streamed locals. So, going to like a local or a regional, um, especially at the time for me because of work. And like I, I said to you before the podcast, you know, I was in retail, so I couldn't just nip down to a tournament on a Saturday. Sure. Um, but even then, those locals didn't have streams because the Welsh stream was really small. There was like six of us. Um, so, I hadn't had any experience of commentary before that. But the more obviously I started traveling, I'm, I was a big fan of uh, Scar and Toph and Prague and all the people who were kind of in the dark. And- big at commentary and I was like that seems really fun um and then I didn't realize you could apply for commentary until I saw the smash and splash applications and I was like oh I'd love to give that a go I'd say I'm a pretty good talker like I've studied acting forever so I'm very comfortable in front of a a camera right I can can talk for ages so and especially a game that despite me not knowing every technical you know in it of the of the game i don't know all the intricacies but i think i can talk about it enough that i could get people hyped for it in the way that like scott Toph, Prague. you know i think that's what the main thing about commentary is for me is not so much always the analysis but the kind of hype that you can bring
0: yeah yeah i totally agree i mean i always i always like to say that um when it comes to there's this there's this argument people say like you have to be a top player to be a commentator which is kind of how it used to be because that's all like it was so much about um like you needed the the gumption the (laughs) to actually step up to the mic and to be the guy talking because everyone around you could hear you so if Mm -hmm. you weren't like super well established then everyone's just gonna yell at you and whatever um but i think that the essence of what makes good commentary is kind of what you said i mean you have the chops the actual studies of speaking um you have a wonderful voice and a wonderful accent i, I mean i'm sure <laughs> the american in me <laughs> the, the american in me has to has to mention it because i think we love accents over here <laughs>
1: we think, it's exotic for sure. yeah yep
0: <laughs> um, but as i said in the intro it's um it's about like the passion for the game and you could be the most uh like you could be the the drug fox with a steady voice and you know have great um like analysis videos you know like that could be your thing, but when it comes to bringing hype and bringing the viewers into the match, I think way more important is to know that the commentator is like a huge melee fan they like they're there to get excited for the game and i mean who yeah. who cares if it's a OMSA if it's an tech or just like an s d a s d i down not going to affect most people <laughs> like those intricacies yeah. most of the time the game's too fast anyway to for anyone to care
1: yeah and i think i think variety is the spice of life too in the sense of like there's a, i mean there's a lot of people who like that kind of commentary and i i don't mind it i think like i think the nice balance In commentary for me personally what i love in a commentator is having the hype but also having like those little tidbits of information that's you know so you know what's going on and you can like maybe throw like a bite-sized bit of knowledge to um to listeners but i i've never been a fan of either one way or the other necessarily so Mm. i don't like only only hype like nothing else but i also don't like um only analysis and that's obviously just for me but You'll find people who like super love the analysis, um, commentary. Sometimes you like the people who have like the hype, some people like the mix. Um, and I think we have enough commentators now. The pool is like, I will say saturated, I think that's that's the correct term. But, um, we have so many different styles of commentators that I don't think it's it should ever really be an issue for people listening to a major because you've always got those different styles of commentary, yeah. So,
0: and I think what's good now is that. Really, the meta isn't to be a particular style or to be, like, uh, to follow a certain trend. It's more so, like, do you have your own voice? Do you have Mm -hmm. something distinct that only you can bring? Even if it's just, like, oh, I'm the guy who knows... Like, my my distinct thing right now is that I've known about JMOOC for for years, right? And so... I get the very distinct capability of being like, Hey, this is what he was like when he was 14, you know, and, and just leaning into that side of, of where you are. I always encourage, um, you know, new commentators or people that are trying to break into it to just be like, Hey, what are you about? And just bring that, like, don't try to be the next scar, you know, don't try to be the next slime, just, you know, bring yourself to it. Um, and I, I I think you in particular did a really good job, like establishing, like, this is what I'm good at. This is who I am. And, and, Bringing as much of that to the table.
1: I appreciate that. I think. I think I slightly disagree, though. I think, um, and the only reason I do disagree is because I think at one point I was trying to be good at commentary, and I think hmm. I was one of those.
0: uh Granted, I didn't see your like, first. I didn't oh, see hello. your first comments. I did not see you oh, doing your first one.
1: <laughs> well, I think I've been I've been doing commentary for like two two or three years. I something along those lines but I remember being like oh I have to say everything correct and I have to recognize um really good backers or you know I have to recognize ASDI down <laughs> and I would like address the audience like oh you know hello welcome back oh my god it's so exciting and I wasn't very like genuine and true to myself and trying to like fake a friendship with maybe a commentator I didn't know mm. was um a little rough and I I think very recently in the, the past year I've realized that. Making friends with a dude that I have no idea who it is. Um, in fact, best example of that is a, a guy called Starfox Freshman. And I was put on commentary with him at SmashCon. He's, uh, I think he's from MDVA, or he's always at the MDVA tournaments at least. And one of the times I realized that maybe I should just relax and mm. go on commentary and just get to know this dude while we're commentating, um, I think it was Pound. And me and him just what you could see the friendship kind of like developing and then we were also just enjoying the game. And yeah. I think we commentated a year later. Um the SmashCon where oh, I don't know what year it was. The one where Leffen messed up Salem. Mm,
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And it, it was hilarious because um we had a set and we were commenting it, having a good time and we we were hyped because we'd got paired together again. We're like, oh what's up? And uh, our monitor went off. And we were like Oh, what are we supposed to do? And then Leffen's, like, crowd in the background because Leffen's, like, being Salem. And all we can hear in our headsets is just, like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, we can't see the match. And we don't know what's going on. So we just kind of had to improvise, and we stood up and commentated. And um, that's, like, our little, I guess, thing that we really enjoyed standing up and commenting because it got us, like, super hyped. We we're like, oh, my God, this, this, this. <laughs> we're sitting down, felt way too formal. And we were just, like, oh, yes, you know, be back after the break. But when we were stood up, we were like oh my god they did this thing you know polish took this person and um i think realizing to be more genuine and showing your personality came through a lot later for me than i i'd have liked to have uh done i guess
0: (laughs) well that that's actually a great segue into what i wanted to talk about which is like the evolution of this skill set i think there's a common misunderstanding of like either have commentator talent or you don't which i think is kind of nonsense right like it's a skill like anything else um you mentioned your acting background people will be like oh i have to go to acting school now if i want to get a spot or oh i need to um you know I, I, there's You're all these different excuses yeah. yeah these these things that are uh, unsustainable or, or unreasonable and i'm curious about like what you learned from the first few you mentioned about authenticity Um, Mm -hmm. what was your kind of method for like review? Did you review your own sets? Did you take feedback? How did you learn and improve over time?
1: Um, God, there's, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, (laughs) good. There's a few things I want to, I'll narrow it down to like maybe three. So the first time I commented, um, at smash and splash, I was put on three different blocks and certain blocks for me personally worked out better than others. So I enjoyed certain blocks more um there was a block i didn't particularly like um which is partially my fault partially you know it's a team team game (laughs) when you commentate and i remember Mm -hmm. just not liking it i was like why did i not like this one more than the others and i did sit and listen to a few of them at one point and i realized that um the authenticity part of it like i was saying was that we were struggling to do this kind of i knew this person in real life but i was struggling to do this weird like professional commentary thing with this person that i have a completely different relationship with outside of um commentary Mm -hmm. so it felt really strange putting on this like professional persona when in real life we were not like that at all um and then i started noticing obviously most some of the best peers in commentary are people who are already friends Mm -hmm. so i would go on commentary with people i didn't really know which was fine because you know that's that's the gig but i found that i was a lot more comfortable with either people that I could be myself with, and it was still relatively professional versus trying to kind of fake something, you know, trying to fake being an esports commentator. Um, the second thing is I did take feedback, but not a lot of it. Okay. And the reason being is uh, it doesn't happen now. It's actually something like Touchwood. I'm actually really thankful for is when I first started commentating, you had the whole oh ugh, woman, ugh. Mm. and I was like. Ugh shut the fuck up (laughs) but as time went on i think the more i became well known i actually have gone back in twitch chats more recently and i actually don't get any kind of shit in the chat to be honest with you it's it's relatively good so my feedback now is a lot more uh constructive than it was because once upon a time it was just oh get get the famous top players on and you know get them to commentate but now it's more yeah, you know, I think Charlie could do this and do this, and feedback's a lot better. And honestly, one of the biggest feedbacks I get is that I don't, oh, I'm not comfortable in what I'm saying. So the but the one they've said is like, you know, she's she's good at play by play, but she needs to just kind of be comfortable in what she's saying. Which I'm, I'm not always. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't really know the intricacies of the game, but I don't tend to commit to this is what happened definitely mm, because mm-hmm. sometimes it, like. There's things that are not even top players know. This game is so deep. It's like, you know, this whole ocean of information. And a lot of people get things wrong. You see top players now on, on Twitter like, oh, well, this is not right and this is correct and, oh, you're wrong about this. So for someone who is like a low-level player like me, I, I don't like committing to this is definitely the thing that they did. Um, but I mean, that takes time. That comes with like getting better at the game. It comes with, yeah, I guess just being more comfortable with the game and... Just being comfortable that's that's literally the only way the only way i can explain it is just relax um i think there was two i actually unpacked it in two i think that's
0: fine (laughs) (laughs) no that was that was great um on the last point yeah i i definitely think that i'm i have a similar problem where i when i'm watching commentary and someone says like oh that was a crazy up air into uh you know side b into blah 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 but it's actually a it was actually a back air i'm like Mm. oh my god they got it wrong And then I'm that critical on myself when realistically you could say something wrong as long as the flow continues. And that's totally fine. Like you could be slightly wrong or you could call something the wrong tech or you can, you know, these errors are allowed to happen Um, because as long as you're not harping on it and talking about something wrong for 30 seconds, if it's just like an off the hand thing. Uh, yeah i'm in that same boat of like needing to just <laughs> forget about it move on
1: Still so... you know, yeah it's like i think the thing is that i don't think that's necessarily um your fault or anyone's fault of anyone who does commentary because i do think the community can be extremely overcritical of mm. commentators and mm-hmm. i think i understand where it comes from too i feel like uh you know we're a smaller community we've been trying to get big we've been trying to we're not necessarily trying to get big but we're, we're trying to like cement ourselves as like you know we matter as a game sure you know, Nintendo, look at us. we map it as a game. And I think people want commentary to be perfect. We want our players to be perfect. We want the community to be, like, amazing. Which is fine, but I think you can't expect perfection from everyone and everything at any time. Like, I don't go to commentary to figure out my, you know, I don't go to commentary for math R&D. If I watch a math set, right. for instance, and I don't know... Tove says something wrong and says, "Oh, something this about math." I'm not like, oh, that's it. That I'm, I'm cementing this as a piece of information in my brain. Anyone who says a different is wrong. So I don't think it's it's too bad to just kind of say a a passing issue. Um, I do think it's a, sometimes it's a little bad if you, like you said, take thirty seconds and just go off about something that is completely wrong. Right. But we're all human we all make mistakes it doesn't it just doesn't matter there are worse things going on in the world than right. i accidentally said that you could asdi a falco drill shine <laughs> something like who cares Like yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Actually, who cares? i you
0: definitely know? i definitely think there's a trend of um being hypercritical of commentators i th- i think there's a good conversation to be had about like what's the ideal level of commentary like what Oh my God. Look how flushed my hand is. What the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a new webcam, whatever. Um, the, <laughs> there's something to be said about like, okay, what actually makes good commentary? Like, can we all decide who the good commentators are? What, what can people improve on? And it's impossible to actually get an answer. And I think slowly over time, the the discourse on commentary is becoming like, it's very subjective, But there are skills that can be improved on. If you are stumbling over your words, then perhaps you can work on not stumbling over your words. If you're using a lot of filler words, if you're cursing too much, or if you are getting distracted too much, like there are some things that are clearly like, hey, this can be improved on. But when it comes to styles, um, that is really getting to the point of, like what I said before, as long as you are... um, hitting those fundamentals and your style is genuine to you and not, um, this attempt to be what the community wants or what you think will be a successful approach, then I think there's room for everyone to, to get into it and to start developing those skills and to become a good commentator. Um, and on the point you said before about like, like people you're comfortable with and people you didn't know all that, that is a huge, I don't say I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a huge opportunity that I personally feel very strongly about. And a big reason why I'm virtually headhunting commentators and people I respect like like yourself and uh, you know you. <laughs> other other commentators out there to uh come on and and do content with me and to talk to me and and selfishly I want to get to know them and establish these friendships and relationships or at least at a a level of like somehow getting to know you and getting that first like icebreaker down. And I encourage I, I try to say this all the time, I encourage every single person in May to start a podcast. Like I I want people to talk to each other more because um I don't think commentary needs to be so like um zero sum, so cutthroat. It can be mm-hmm. really uh collaborative. And we could realize that it's not just like these Top S tier, Scar and tof, homemade waffles fill dynamics. Like, we can build those types of couplings if we just keep trying things out and getting to know each other more outside of the few opportunities we have to commentate, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I think... I think you're absolutely right too and I think also um, a lot of the STA commentators and actually going back to a podcast you did with the with webs was um, webs actually turned around and said oh you know there's people who are guaranteed like their spots like as long as those people are going to tournaments that you know they will be guaranteed spot and I think that's that's pretty cemented in you know the fan favorites and all all that good stuff but Mm -hmm. I do think I think there's so many commentators and there's so many people who want to do it and i do believe that everyone should get the shot because i'm i'm lucky to get my shot because because of jake um straight up and i had the the luck of tantalus taking a liking to me too and they're they're like the main two who um kind of gave me shots and a bought back too for, for genesis but finding finding someone that you pair really well with and then also trying to get that like uh coupling established at like a higher level to you you know so you can start commenting really good sets it's really difficult so i think that if you're a smaller commentator you're at a disadvantage in that sense mm. and then you're also at a disadvantage because um you've got the bigger commentators commenting the bigger sets that has like a lot more things going on a lot of more you know crazy stuff and i actually think that commenting round one pools is harder than commenting say uh, top 32 right. because sometimes you've got people <laughs> like me who you know can't play the game properly and you're just like oh what are they doing oh that was a good up there uh following into nothing but oh there's do to oh uh, like there's not right. it's not as fast-paced there's not like a lot going on like you can't you, you could do all the, the the information searching in the world i have notebooks and notebooks of uh, melee information But I can't be like, oh, that was a really nice wave shine against Falcon in round one pools. Because, you know, some people are new, some people just don't do that. Like, people aren't doing crazy combos like they are in top eight. So not only do you have to kind of um, make what might not be a very interesting game interesting, but you also have to kind of make that connection with someone you don't know. Whereas, obviously, the higher up you go, the easier it is. In my opinion, at least.
0: I think that's a really good point. Um, There's a lot of kind of barriers in commentary that some people um, struggle to see the paths around Um, my kind of one size fits all (laughs) uh, kind of way to address that is just doing content and developing your skill outside of it. That's the path I took. I'm still, I still feel like I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm far away from my goals, but in terms of like when majors come back, when we're talking about these spots that are open, like the early round pools and all that, um, you're right. It's a completely different skill set. It's like you have to go there, and I think there's um one of I'd say the most popular um that's they've uh, they've risen above this, but the most popular like early pools duo was um, Ludwig Slime because mm-hmm. they would almost ignore the match entirely or would like have fun with what was going on, and if you look at that, there's there's an argument to be made that like maybe they should have like paid more attention to the game itself but you mm-hmm. can't deny that they were a fan favorite off the bat like they were having the most fun they were cracking jokes constantly and they made it a different thing yeah. so um people replicating them i would just you know make sure it's in an authentic way you know make sure you're not just going in and like shitting on on day one players. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's it's in a
0: way that's like respectful, but you're right. It, it, you can't go in expecting it to be at the level of like our top 100 players because that's just not who you're looking at. Um, yeah, it's a tough environment. You know, I, I don't I don't know the best solution for it, but I think as a community we're still searching for like how do we foster talent? How do we like make sure that it's accessible? It's not too exclusive. Um, while still yeah. maintaining a level of, like, you need to be decent to, to get into it. It's tough.
1: Well, I think I think it kind of comes with um, getting better as the matches get better, if that makes sense. So, I mean, kind of messing around in round one pools is, yeah, why like, why not, like, go for it. And I think then, say you go on to, you know, round two pools, it's getting a little bit more serious. And then that, I think that's when you start to slightly take more Kind of notice of the game, and then you know you get into top uh, 128 or 64 or whatever kind of large tournament it is, mm-hmm. and that's when you do have to start, I think, paying attention to the game more and bringing something to the table because these are like big matches now, these are starting to become the important matches. Like, even if you see like a top player, and I don't know, say you see Zane in round one pools, like, cool, it's Zane, but there's not like a lot of community interest in round one pools as such. And if you want to kind of dick about it, then cool. Like, I think that's not a problem. But then when you've got, I don't know, Zane Mango, Grand Final, Zane Homi Box, Homi Box, Mango, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when it's like, this is super important. Like, the whole yeah. tournament's on the line. You're commenting top eight. Like, this is serious stuff. And I think that's when you have to act like it. You know, you can't just yeah. be like, oh, lol, I had bread today. And like, just talk about nothing. you got to concentrate on this game and be like, you can still bring the hype. But you don't necessarily have to be a, um, an analyst. But I think the focus on the game depends on kind of like the level where you're at in the in the bracket i think
0: yeah yeah that's i think it's a kind of a sliding scale that's somewhat linear it's not too i think it's pretty it's pretty clear like when (laughs) when the melee is good even when it's like round one and you think Mm -hmm. it's going to be like maybe a throwaway game and all of a sudden it's tight like as long as you have one eye on the game like wait this is crazy oh my wait what what like you have to make sure that you're still present for it um yeah and at the same time like I would say my favorite um my favorite times like when I was first getting into the game I think I was I I watched um Apex like 2014 was like the first tournament I sat in my dorm room bed with my laptop and watched like 8 hours a day just like constantly everything that was available I was just yeah. you know that was like the um honeymoon phase whatever but I would say what really what I really enjoyed was even if the melee wasn't crazy, if it wasn't like the gods playing, if they were if the commentators were talking like about the event, if they were bringing me into the experience, maybe not, um, you know, what this round two pools means or what whatever. But like, hey, we went to the bar last night or I, you know, I'm seeing like these top players playing friendlies before or like these little things that if you're not physically there, then um, it's nice to get that little bit of like, it feels like you're there and you, it feels like you're part of the community because you mentioned that player that I recognize, you know, so like.
1: Yeah. I,
0: it, it, sometimes I feel like we need to go back to what we were like when we first started, we were like green and like wide-eyed and just loving everything about the community because there's so much to grab a hold of. Um, commentators yeah. have that unique ability to like feed that and to foster it and to really like, Brings so much enjoyment to people, you know.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of like it being like a a tight knit community too, is because everything this community loves being invested in something Mm -hmm. or someone or a player or like a storyline, which is obviously like what makes uh, like *Scar and Tove* so good. For instance, they they're like all about the narrative, all the storyline, that kind of thing. Mm But kind of like you said, like uh, even with the round one pool, if you see like a, a regional hero, I remember specifically against Smash and Splash. But um, it was Michael Four Million Billion whatever, many <laughs> yeah. around the end of his tag now. Um, and I don't remember it being necessarily a really high match uh, in like. Um, I think he did do really well that tournament. But one of the matches that was really important was like a like a lower one, and all it was was regional pride. It was like Michael Four Billion and this other region and there was so much hype around it and to bring that onto commentary be like oh my god this is a huge like this is a battle this is happening this is happening sure and like it wasn't high level necessarily high level because i i didn't catch it because it was actually just a big crowd but <laughs> people get invested in battles and salty sweets and you know all this other stuff surrounding the tournament like if you if you tell people oh none drank too much last night haha lol I Saw him on the floor this morning And like having these little storylines and narratives and reasons and things, um, it's kind of like going through a game, right? Where you you kind of do have the main story, but you do like doing the side quests and finding like these little Easter eggs and that kind of thing. That's the only way I can explain it. Right. Is that you have these little random bits of information that make it seem as though you're there and you're invested and you want this player to do really well. You know they're not going to win, but how how cool would it be if your regional hero got to, I don't know, top 16? He's not going to win, but it'd be sick (laughs) people really like go go into that kind of thing and i think being a commentator the most important thing is you make people as invested as you can and it uh it reminds me of a it reminds me of a commentary set i had with webs also at smash and splash funnily enough um but it was the longest melee match apparently of all time and i don't know whether it still is but it was a 45 minute long match and it was Pew Pew and chewed at Trying to keep people invested in a forty-five-minute match is maybe one of the hardest things of all time.
0: Holy shit!
1: But if you can do it, if you can keep people on the "Oh my god, what is going on?" train, great. <laughs> you don't need to talk about chewed out, crouch canceled, down smash, and something. Nobody cares. People want to know. Oh yes. my god, how is this present going to end <laughs> up? Like, what is going on?
0: Oh my god! So. H- how? How? I mean, that's when that's when these other skills come in. Um, I, I heard uh, Tafo talk about, like, what can commentators do outside of Melee to improve at commentary? And he listed um, improv comedy and um, freestyle rap. So the freestyle is like, so when things are going fast, you can get your words out really quick and you can make sure that you're speaking at the type of speed that needs to go along with Melee. But in improv, it's the opposite. It's when it's a 45-minute set or when... Um, you know, Wiz robes up and he's taking his minute in between sets, like to be able to speak to your commentator, to get something moving and to build up either the storyline or even if, even if it's just some inside joke that you're crafting at the time, like you need to come up with something, you can't have dead air. So yeah. what do you come up with? I don't know. Hey, webs, I like your shirt today. Oh, I got it from blah, blah, blah. And you just build that up. And all of a sudden you have another thing that who knows maybe at the end of the 45 minutes webs shirt is sweaty and you could comment on that or i don't know but um these these outside skills i think um people don't really harp on as much like what what can you do to improve when (laughs) shit goes down and you you have 10 minutes between sets and you're sitting there they're like hey man you gotta cover this time like what are you gonna do um Mm -hmm. it's it's a fun opportunity to be like you know what what can I bring? What what can I do to save the day in this scenario?
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of people panic in that situation because that's when, uh, the, Oh, I should do the esports commentator thing where I, uh, you know, Oh, how was your, you know, tournament experience before? And you know, what, how do you rate this, this tournament, which is fine. But I think that's when people kind of shut up and they're like, Oh no, I don't want there to be nothing at all to say. Whereas you can just have a conversation with your commentator. Like if he's your friend, like, cool. Then you just have a conversation with your friend like you would in any... Like, if you were sat just watching Top 8 and you weren't commenting, you'd be talking about the match. You'd be hanging out or you'd be talking about the experience or all oh, I could do with a drink, something stupid like that. Right. And then if it's not someone you know, you can just get to know them. Oh, how did you do in pools? Or, you know, what do you think of this player? Oh, I don't know this player. What do you think of them? And pe- people are quite scared to ask questions too, I think, in um, commentary. And I was too, because I thought it would be something that would make me look stupid right until you realize don't worry about it relax ask your commentators your commentators know that maybe they're not that well known and then twitch chat are usually like, oh it's this person from michigan Duh. right, right, right. And they love that they love letting the commentators know what's going on yeah like, why are people in twitch chat really to hang out that's why people are that's why people are there.
0: <laughs> yeah so. man there's a there's a few different direction directions i want to go on i think I'm, I'm having so much fun talking about commentary, so I think <laughs> I we'll keep it on the, on the topic that's a it. little bit. But you mentioned a few times, like, the esportsification. Um, there was definitely a hot, like, year and a half where that was the big meme, right? Like, oh, that's you're not being sp- esports. You said, like, shit on commentary or whatever. And, um, oh, I don't like this commentator because he's so esports now or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Now we're we're definitely in a new era where... Nintendo has given us a full hand of middle fingers, so we are kind of done <laughs> appealing to whatever fantasy we have with partnering or I don't want to get into that necessarily, but when mm-hmm. it comes to that idea of like an e like an eSports type of commentary or a very professional attitude, I think melee has been a um uh, kind of a beacon of like the old school style and, and the authentic kind of just people talking to each other. That's what our community seems to really enjoy the most. And that's the, you know, the level that even our top there's, there's a funny story I heard before I, I throw it over. But um, so say has a story where he was trying to get into melee and learn a bit about it. And he watched a top level set with scar and Toph commentating
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and his big takeaway was that at the end of this full set he learned nothing about melee he <laughs> he came out with zero additional information about the game itself frame data blah 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 but he had a huge regard and uh props for the way that it was commentated the energy that it brought like how engaged he was with the set it didn't matter that he wasn't understanding what a crouch cancel was if he came away from it happy to have watched it and that seems like a pretty unique situation we're in where we we commentate matches like there's like it's a 10 person local and right now in terms of numbers we're like top 10 top 15 esports in the world it's it's or at least in the united states like it's an interesting dynamic, and I'm curious, like, where you think, I guess, the the meta of commentary will go. Do you think that we've given up all esports esque, you know, aspirations, or do you think it's still kind of creeping into our, into our culture?
1: Um. Oh God, I hope not, because I hate esports commentary.
0: Same. <laughs> uh,
1: for melee specifically, like, it works for other games, but. I think the thing that people like about Smash, what I like about Smash, and I'm not going to speak for everyone, I guess, but I love that it's like so rough and tumble, and that we have such big personality, like, Mm. like huge personality. And I think to tone it down to to become like just a placeholder narrator for our game just feels wrong for some reason. It just doesn't doesn't sit right. Whereas like. I don't know, I guess like League and Dota and all that, they've already gone they've they've e-sported. They're yeah. done. They can't go back. But I I don't know, I do think we are gonna still continue moving into the the esports commentary and making sure we're professional, making sure we're this. Or at least the people who are like really kind of trying to cement their place. But I wish we wouldn't. I really wish we wouldn't. I kind of there, there's a charm and there's like a personality about how rough and tumble we are. and um, right. we are the the community that came up from like the dust <laughs> we came from the sun we came up and the reason we came up is because we were ourselves and because we were real and I, I like it to the point where we are making something of ourselves and kind of being more professional and that kind of thing but i think there's a lot of streamers um i guess like vgbc for instance they're still going to have like a lot of young viewers um so i understand like maybe not being potty mouth which is a nightmare for me because i'm a Terrible potty mouse, <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I would like to not see it go to esports, but I think, I don't know. I think that's just kind of the way, I think we're going to have this weird 50-50 and it's a really uncomfortable place to be because then you're. I think you're also going to get the community who want uh, the esports part, and then you're going to want one side of the community, the one, the grassroots, rough and tumble banter, Right. talk about the game talk about fun things and you're always gonna have that like kind of clash and we're in this weird kind of middle ground where everyone's critical of everyone's style and critical of how we should behaving like be behaving in in commentary and who should be with who and there's there's a lot so
0: yeah i think the people who want the esports style um and when we say like the esports style there's a lot that goes into that which i, I kind of want to break mm-hmm. down in a second, but. um I think really what they're saying is we want this to be accessible and we want this to grow. And we don't, we, I think that that school of thought sees the, maybe the um, two commentators who know each other very well. I think of uh, Chillin and Vish as two people that can get into a conversation where they're just like, they're just buddies talking. And sometimes I enjoy it because I recognize their voices and I, I know that they're just like having a good time with it. And the, when I see criticism, it's like, why aren't they focusing on the game? And that's not this them. It's like that style. Ever, yeah. 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 So the attitude of like, let's make this more esports. Let's pay more attention. Let's blah, blah, blah. Really. What they're saying is, can we, <laughs> can we get our act together? And can we like explode the scene and do the right thing? And I think that kind of misses the point of like, that's making the assumption that that is going to grow the scene in any tangible way. Like, what are we? What are we doing this for? Are, are, is the government going to come in and give us a, a, a money to do this? Like, are we trying to appeal to PBS? Like, what, what's the actual uh, benefit to being more, you know, professional polite. and polite? Yeah, polite. Polite's the best word because polite <laughs> uh, uh, insinuates just a boredom to it, just a uh, a, a self censorship that. I don't think it's super necessary. That being said, you shouldn't go up and say, like, fuck, fuck, fuck constantly. And
1: I agree. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, there's a line, balance. Like, within reason, for sure. But it definitely has to be within reason. But I think the, the dream was that, you know, maybe one day Nintendo would pick us up and put us on, on Disney Plus or whatever, you know, like, like Ultimate. Like, they were kind of <laughs> hoping, oh, maybe sure. we'll get our on Disney and maybe we'll get this, this little glory. But, like, I think it's very naive to be. I don't know, maybe this is like kind of uh, pessimistic of me, but I think it's very naive to think that anyone else will grow our scene other than us. Right. Because we've done a fantastic job of growing our own scene. It grew perfectly. I, I know it had its, it's kind of era of almost dying, but at this point, I don't see Smash uh, Melee dying for a long time. Right. And we've done a great job of growing it to here. Nobody else is going to take it any further except for us because Nintendo's vetoed that. That dream is dead. That dream is gone. I agree. I don't think you should be going up, going oh, you know, bitches, and blah blah blah, and just just having no regard for the game whatsoever, and just doing whatever you want to. Of course. Because I think there should be, with commentary, at least a level of respect for the game and the community. Yeah. So, when I say oh, I hate esports and I hate politeness, that's not me just being like oh, I'm gonna be edgy and <laughs> throw myself on commentary and everything's lame and uh. Sure. But. I think if you want to commentate, you're usually someone who has respect and passion for the community, for the people watching, for the people who are listening, the players at least, because you don't want any player to like watch back your set and you're just kind of like, shit-talking them. And you don't want people at home to be like, oh, well, that's my favourite player. You're kind of just saying all this horrible stuff or you're not like concentrating on maybe one of the most important matches of tournament, because like, grand finals isn't necessarily always the most uh intense we were talking about um we had a tournament recently where zayn went against axe and that actually was the big turning point of top eight which was the only one that nobody really knew what would happen with the outcome because it affected a bunch of other brackets to get to grand finals so grand finals wasn't even the most interesting or what it was interesting at the time but going into it the storyline before top eight even started losers finals was easily like the most interesting thing yeah if you go into any say local and you just don't really care until grand finals eh, have like some respect for the game and the players and do you like this game or do you just like the top players
0: wow yeah you that's know? that's a pretty potent question i think i think um we're all guilty i'm i'm certainly guilty of kind of tunnel visioning on like the people i know and like the clout i guess you could say like oh i've seen these people mm-hmm. in all these top eights All oh, blah blah like i if it's not that person, then I'll be hypercritical. But because it's Toph, I can't say bad things about Toph. Like, that was definitely yeah. a, a period of mine that I wholeheartedly regret. Um, but it's true. I think there's also, and th- I have a few questions that I want to get into, and we're, we're about three quarters of the way done, so I'll transition out um, of commentary. This has been great, by the way. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, uh,
1: cool. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm good for, for um, as <laughs> long as <laughs> you need, my friend.
0: Yeah, yeah. I try. I always try to cap it at an hour in case, because uh, I could talk about melee for so long that I just need to set the precedent <laughs> and mm. hit the stop recording. Um, but yeah, when when it comes to like respecting the players, um, I think there's something really you need to, as a commentator, it, it, early on in the set. Doesn't matter how what their skill level is, like. For many of these people, this is their one shot to showcase what they've been working on and their most valuable hobby and something we put a lot of our ego into and a lot of our like self-worth into our skill in this game. And then you get to go to this major and you don't know if you're going to make it out of pools, but oh my God, now you're in winner's finals or winner's semis of your pool and... They said you could get put on stream and you're pumped. So you're sitting there and you, you can't play your next set because it's going to be on stream. You tell all your friends, you tweet it out, you tell your mom, you're like, and, and you have to wait a few sets. So it's like 20 minutes. So you're dying of anticipation and mm-hmm. you go up and you play the set. And let's say you just get trounced. Like, like you go up against like Kage or whatever. And he just like completely puts you into the shadow realm. And you're like, you know what? I wasn't expecting to win anyway. And you go back to the hotel room, you're watching your Twitch VODs, and you go back and you're seeing, like, the commentator shit on you. And they say, like, man, that was bad. Or, like, wow, Kage's just tossing this person around. That is devastating to someone. And when I see criticisms of people being like, hey, F you, you were I was on stream and you were, like, shit-talking me or blah, blah, blah like that needs to be validated and you need to understand that these people are trying their best and this is a big mm-hmm. moment for them and if you do anything like i'm not saying you have to be like oh this person's great the whole time but if you're if you harp on their poor play or if you make them feel bad you could that that could be the last major they go to i mean that's a that's a stinging blow um yeah. it just you need respect for the players you know
1: I, it's funny that you say that. So I have um, I have two little experiences, funnily enough. And one of them is, is similar to the situation you just gave me, but it went well. So there was a match I had at Big House, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And I went against the, uh, this dude and I was panicking. I'm the world's biggest in melee as well. I'll never be good at it. But uh, we went on there and I played maybe worse than I normally play. And that's already pretty bad. But i won thank god and i remember um blue was one of the people commenting i can't remember who who else he was commenting with but he came up to me afterwards and he was like "Chelly, your recovery is so bad <laughs> and i was like oh i know i know and then i watched the setback and he did he like obviously comments commentates and said you know oh she needs to like maybe get her recovery like a little better here and there sure. or you know she did this well did that badly and i think being able to commentate on both what they are doing well what they're not doing well maybe sometimes even like advice although that's not always warranted some people don't like that i don't like that <laughs> can't stand it but um having like the mixture of the two versus like what they really mean which was blur being like a honest to god professional i love Blur's bits he's like yeah this is what she did well this is what she did bad and then he came up to me afterwards like Shelly, you're kind of bad <laughs> which was great because he I, like I know it wasn't like unwarranted but um there was another set that I had um in a crew battle and I won't say where I won't say who commentated it but I could hear the commentators and your girl was not doing very well it was a first crew battle and I was doing very badly and I could hear the commentators also telling their co-commentator how badly I was doing oh, and man. I was like oh. oh no and it was literally the only time I've ever been salty in my life because I i don't get kind of upset about games I'm, I'm very like patient and calm um but in this very instance i was like losing the game i was losing the game in front of like a crowd of people i was like first in so i was like panicking i could hear the commentators like telling me how bad i was which made me even worse and i got four stock and i like unplugged my controller walked into the hotel went up to my hotel room and then spiked my controller. oh man <laughs> that's the only time i've ever been salty in this game only time and I like cried and I was very upset. And it was all because like, the commentary wasn't necessarily like savage, but it was enough that I was like, make it stop. Like, please, please just let your girl live. <laughs> like right. I was already dead. And they were just kind like, of like making it worse. Like, oh, she doesn't know this, and she doesn't know this. Um, so I think having like a level of you doing this bad, versus like kind of like the way Blair did it. Where he was like, oh, well, this needs some work. And like, this was good. But maybe this could have some work versus, oh, this this person doesn't know anything. They suck. They're getting absolute shit on. Like, yeah, there's definitely a level where you have to kind of think, if this was said about me, would I walk away from this upset? Mm. So, I mean, you can get 4 stocked and it's like fun to be like, oh, I'll get 4 star hype. That's okay. I think that's fine. That's not like a personal attack. That's kind of just some... uh trash talk but I think if you're just like oh this person is absolute garbage and neutral and punish game and oh what's the point in playing <laughs> then eh, turn
0: it back yeah yeah <laughs> definitely definitely gotta find a balance and I I didn't even know you had those experiences <laughs> I was I could've just let you take over at some point of exact cause I'm like man this hypothetical I may, maybe it's a little too far fetched no no,
1: not, nope. <laughs> not quite
0: it, that's a thing that happens so I'm, I'm glad to hear that um yeah so, just changing pace a little bit just in the final uh final maybe ten minutes we have um I know you've been grinding streaming a lot um mm-hmm. and I'm curious as someone who's dabbled in streaming and obviously watch a lot of streams and you know everyone who's in this space is like the the dream is to be like top twitch streamer right it's let's let's not kid ourselves it's like everyone's dream um you've been finding some some good success and some good momentum. And I'm curious, uh, maybe maybe not to your standards, as I see your face. Uh-huh. Take that compliment. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: no, no. I was thinking. <laughs> um,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm curious, just like where you're at. Like, let's let's just say now. Let's timestamp. Uh, it's January 2021. How's the stream going? Where, where, where's your head at? Just give me a little uh, update. So, I actually am gonna slightly dunk,
1: and say I actually would hate to be a top. Talk to a streamer, and that's what makes like bang. I would hate being a streamer because this sounds stupid. Have you, do you know who Super Hot Fire is? A little YouTube rapper who's like raps, where he's like, I'm not a rapper. I feel that way in the sense of games. I play okay. games, but I'm not like a gamer. Like, that sounds really stupid, but I can't just sit and play games for hours on end. I can't do it. Judge me insane. Hmm. I have to be doing other things. And I think um I think maybe part of like my success in streaming, I wouldn't necessarily call it a success, I just think I'm like relatively well known in the community, so a lot of people will come to me. I kind of appeal to um a certain kind of audience. Like a lot of the people who watch me are kind of uh happy go lucky, fun kind of People who don't mind having a drink and kind of shit talking each other, and I kind of attract that that kind of crowd, I guess. Mm. Um, I certainly am not attracting any like analysis people or <laughs> people of intelligence in, in the game, that kind of thing. Um, but definitely some more people like are just a little bit more relaxed and people I've met at tournaments, for instance, as well. Um, I think I will always be happy with anything I get from stream because the way I see it is that I just kind of come on stream to hang out i come on stream to hang out i play my game i'm like oh maybe people would like enjoy me playing this game hmm. um but i, I could do it for hours i think i only stream like three or four hours at a time but i think in the same vein as commentary if you're not enjoying yourself don't bother <laughs> to be honest because there's been nights where i'm like i'm not i don't want to stream but some people are like forced themselves to stream right. for the grind you know, they got to grind streams so they can get the numbers, which is, yeah, and absolutely a strat. But, like, sometimes you'll see results, sometimes you won't. And I think there's a lot, um, how you were saying, like, content, like, the fact that you've got into content and this will help you in, like, this way, that way. And I think that's really intelligent. But I think in terms of stream, because I don't want to make content on YouTube. I don't have the brains for it. I'm not funny unless I've got, like, someone to bounce off. <laughs> like, I can't, like, write comedy. I'm not good at it. Um, my, my kind of strengths are talking to people and like, Mm. I can be funny if I'm talking to someone, maybe, um, my strength is people. So I don't have like the YouTube kind of brain. I don't have the technical ability. I think I just kind of enjoy playing games and people like enjoy watching that kind of authenticity. Cause, and if I don't want to stream, I just won't stream. (laughs) Sometimes that's been a week. (laughs) Sometimes that's been a few months. Like this, this year I barely streamed. Because I was just too busy enjoying my quarantine. I was kicking it back, watching documentaries all day. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, again, I don't know if I'm necessarily the, the right person to talk to about that in, in a way. I think there's a lot more intelligent kind of thought process that goes into streaming. I, don't, I kind of just like being, and that's it. <laughs> I don't
0: I don't think there's a, a better person to talk. To. I think everyone who streams at all is exactly who I want to talk about. Is mm. I, I want to hear just kind of your experience and um, whoever i'm talking to's like personal experience with it i know with me it's I'm i'm a very like sprinty type of dude so mm-hmm. if i get into something it's like this is my thing for the month or whatever and like i get super into it so like over the summer i was very into streaming like here's my plan here's my blah 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 and then I just kind of fizzled out. So I think the approach yeah. that you're, you're putting up is just like, Hey, when I want to do it, I want to do it. And um, I think that's really valid and kind of a, a refreshing take on this thing. This like beacon of validity of when you're uh, an E person, an internet personality or whatever, yeah. you got to be like getting your eight hours a day of streaming, or you got to like hard commit, or you got to make sure you're, pumping out YouTube content and getting your, all the algorithms right and blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: That's, and that's overwhelming.
0: Oh, I mean, it, it it wouldn't be the meta if it didn't work, but that yeah. doesn't mean it like is the right way to do it. Cause after a while, if if you're doing something you hate, then why, like, why did you get it? Why would someone get into Twitch streaming? If they, if it was just going to be another job that they hate, like go, go, yeah. go work at a business. If you hate, if you're gonna hit your job, uh, you know what I
1: mean? There was a point where, um, it's funny, there was a point where I played Wind Waker on stream. Mm. And if, if anyone listening to this is listening, they'll know exactly what I'm about to say. But I absolutely detested Wind Waker <laughs> to the point where I was getting pissed. And I was like, what? Because I, I put it on, because like, everyone's a Legend of Zelda fan, except for me, apparently. I like the old stuff, but like, I, I haven't played any of the new ones or Majora's. So I was like, I'll try to win Wigga. everyone likes Legend of Zelda, and I, I hated it. And it, people were loving it because it was Legend of Zelda, and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore, I can't stand it, and I stopped. And I literally didn't want to stream for like two weeks, so I was like, this game sucks, and I I hate it. And it's meant to be the big, the big, uh, you know, game to play and people tuned in for it, but, oh uh, fuck that noise, <laughs> I hated it. But, um, it's really funny because someone else actually asked me for advice recently. um about stream, and he was like, I don't really know what I want my, like, my gimmick to be, I don't really know what I want my image to be, and I was like, well, what do you want to be? And he said, what do you mean? And I was like, well, if you look at any big streamer, say you look at like Dr. Disrespect, Dr. Disrespect doesn't walk around in day-to-day life with his mustache and his wig on, you know, pulling out guns and, you know, being badass. Like, that's not who he is, but at some point, that's probably who he wanted to be, and the only place he could be that person... Was on stream because you mm. look ridiculous doing it in real life mm. and like there's a bunch of people who who can't be that person in real life but you have a great outlet for it on on stream like you can't be an anime girl in real life but now we have like vtube and if you want to be an anime girl on on twitch you can just do a little vtube yeah i can't go around drinking beers in the middle of the street and swearing and popping off about cuphead bosses but I can do it here. I can't like like one of my uh, maybe more successful streams was when I did an art stream, and I got really drunk and just painted all over myself. I can't do that anywhere else. Yeah, right. I'd be like locked up. <laughs> but you can do that on stream. <laughs> and if you want to be some badass, kick-ass person on stream, but you can't be that person in real life. If you want to do like a superhero stream, if you're like, oh, dude, I'm super into superheroes. And I really want to be a superhero, but that's not that's not real life. Take it to the stream. You can be a superhero on stream. People would probably be really into that. You wanna dress up every day and be a superhero. You get all the Marvel DC fans. You can't walk around town like that. You can't be a real superhero. But on stream you can do whatever you, anything you want. Anything you wanna be. So do wow. that.
0: I honestly I don't I don't wanna follow up to that. That's that was beautiful. <laughs> that that was such a great sentiment. That inspired me to like I, I was going through like, man. I haven't thought of this as that outlet. Like I always, I always took it as like, I need my stream to be who I am, but none of us are like our, our best selves, especially in our twenties. Like, come on, that's not, that's mm-hmm. not possible. So I, I love that sentiment of like, take this space and, and make it exactly what you want it to be. And that's, you know, and, and let everything else come and, and let it be that like little window of your passion and, and to your soul. and,
1: yeah, you don't need the green screen and the the Razer keyboard and the totally esports logo with your name on it with your banner and yeah, you don't need that. Everyone does that. That's why nobody else is big. <laughs> you don't need
0: that. Yeah. You might need a better yeah. webcam than mine though. Look at look at this, dude. <laughs> oh my god.
1: It doesn't matter. About you webcam. If you dressed up as Batman every day,
0: I'm sure. It <laughs> <laughs> just like a very like lo-fi Batman. <laughs> the Batman costume's great. The webcam's super grainy. Honestly, make it for
1: like a phone jacket kind of thing. Like a little phone jacket thing. It would perfectly. There's just different cameras for different things. Right? You get, like a little Nike's camera
0: going on. Oh, and he's, <laughs> and he's playing like Lego Batman. That would I think. I think that's a recipe. Uh, you know what? Maybe we'll just take it. I'll, I'll edit this part out. Give the idea to no one else. And be the Batman. Batman, I always wanted to be. Um, yeah. But Chelly, this is this has been so much fun. I'm ecstatic that you were able to come on um, and talk about great. Smash and commentary and passion and all that, all that good stuff. This was like this this filled me up a bit. This this was great.
1: I hope so. <laughs> I hope that you're only yourself and only your best self, and don't let anyone else try and influence your your decisions in anything. No. Don't, don't follow the esports people be One. your
0: own person wonderful um <laughs> i'm going uh, if you want to just drop your plugs real quick you could do that now
1: um twitch.tv forward slash toms if you're trying to see someone really bad at games do their best it is a struggle but it's it's a storyline yeah. <laughs> and uh twitter.com forward slash toms i'm Chelly toms on anything so you can just find me there don't add me on facebook if i don't know you <laughs> <You
0: know>. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah don't, don't give your linkedin profile or anything <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> oh, that's gone i had
1: too many people on linkedin i was like Ugh. <laughs> but yeah Charlie tom's on everything so if you want to see me post food and pets and selfies instagram twitter whatever
0: <laughs> great well uh again thank you and hopefully we can commentate a set soon
1: definitely yes i'm down for sure when, when it's all back
0: yeah sounds good all right we'll catch you later <laughs>